Hey everyone, it's Steve Agee. Hey, guess what? It's time for another podcast to drop a couple weeks after my last one. Because I finally got around to recording another one. Uh, once again, I recorded this uh, this episode with Colin Hanks um, a couple weeks ago. So I'm doing an intro, not remembering one single thing uh, about... <laughs> the episode all i know is colin hanks is in it (laughs) so listen and maybe you can tweet me and tell me what it was about because i don't remember i remember colin was very gracious he came to my place to do it and um uh so i'm very grateful for that and uh so we're gonna keep this short uh again uh, you can donate to the podcast uh, on the link to my show page on the Feral. Let me try that again. If you go to Feral uh, Audio and you're on my page, you can uh, donate to my podcast through there. You can also donate to Feral by going to noinformationzine.com. Feral has a new uh, digital zine. It's pretty amazing. You, you should check it out. Um, but you can, uh, donate there to the whole of Feral, uh, which has some very amazing podcasts, including Harmontown, This Feels Terrible, Vomit on the Web, uh, uh, Allie and Georgia's show, and, um, <clears throat> so, and many, 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 many more. Uh, so please do that, and, but also please, um, enjoy this episode with Colin Hanks. Thanks! And yeah, we're recording. We're recording. Okay, now continue with with Ghostbusters. I remember that movie being on cable a lot when I was younger. Yeah. And I remember really liking that movie. Two? Ghostbusters 2. I don't think I've ever seen Ghostbusters 2. Don't. Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. Do you think it ever was good? I mean, you were how old were you? I was a kid. I was young. I was young. I was impressionable. Yeah. I was naive. So young. Is uh, the original cast in that movie? Original cast. Everybody's back. Even Ernie Hudson? Even Ernie Hudson. (laughs) And Peter McNichol plays like this really sort of funny, like he kind of does the, uh, like another version of, uh, not another version of Rick Moranis. Like it's not an imitation of oh, Rick so Moranis. Moranis is not in no it. Moranis is in it. And he's, oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. He ends up like joining the Ghostbusters, but like he, McNichols, like another comic foil, like yeah, Moranis was. Sigourney Re- Weaver's in it. Sigourney Weaver is in it, and Sigourney Weaver, <laughs> the cousins. Do you know my Ghostbusters story? No. Um, it's not really a story. I tell it when I do stand up. I when I was in college. Me and my best friend, who's still one of my best friends today, we were in my apartment. I, was, I think I was a freshman or, so, or sophomore, and uh, we were really stoned. So young. This is like 1990. So this might have been 89 even. All right. And, so I'm like 19 or 20. and So young. 
at least 19. So young. So sexy. So sexy. <laughs> I, uh, and we were really, really stoned. And we were trying to remember the name of the actress who played the receptionist, who was Annie Potts. Annie Potts, yes, of course. But we were high. We couldn't remember it. And it literally, and there was no internet at this time. Oh, yeah. So we're like, oh, God, what's her name? Like for half an hour, easily half an hour, just these two idiots stoned in a living room. You going. smoked so much pot, you did not remember her name was Annie Potts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we're like, and you know, if we wanted to know, we would have had to like get in a car and go to Blockbuster, rent Ghostbusters, come back, fast forward it to the end because there was, wasn't DVDs either. And we weren't going to do that. And so we after, don't know what her billing was. We don't know what her deal yeah. contract was like. So after like half an hour, we just give up. And my friend Sam, he's like, ah, screw it. I'm going to make soup, which was really weird because no one ever cooked in my apartment. I don't think I had ever cooked anything. So I was like, that's weird. And so he goes into the kitchen. And I hear him digging around in the cupboards. And after like five minutes from the kitchen, he yells out, Hey, dude, do you have any pots? <laughs> and I thought he had said Annie Potts. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, dude, good call. How'd you remember? He's like, what? I go, Annie Potts. He's like, what? And he comes walking out, and then we both realize what had just happened. And we were like trembling. <laughs> like, so stupid. <laughs> what are the odds that you would go make soup and need pots? That is so stupid. In the beautiful, like, stoner way. That is the... It was so amazing to us at the time we were high. We are just like, oh, my God, dude. Of course. Can you believe this shit? Of course. The stars opened up and dawned. I really want to meet Annie Potts so I can tell her this. Do you remember... Did you ever watch um, uh, Who's Harry Crumb? Yeah. She, I had a crush on Annie Potts in that movie. Do you remember her in that movie? Yeah, had a huge crush on her. You know who I had a huge crush on also, who I'm friends with now? Who? Uh, Shawnee Smith. Oh. The young girl who teams yes. up Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had a big crush on her, too. Shawnee Smith, also from summer school. She played the pregnant girl in some, the Mark Harmon, Kirstie Alley movie, Summer School. And I'm actually doing a thing with Mark Harmon right now. And it's like taking Oh, yeah. You're everything. doing NCIS. I'm doing a couple of episodes of NCIS. And I'm like having to bite my lip, not like just going like, so, Mr. Shoop, tell me. <laughs> When those kids busted out those chainsaws, were you scared? Mr. Shoop. Mr. Shoop. I had a super crush on her. Like, I remember specifically, and I mean, I was significantly younger, but like, I had a big crush on her and then another big crush on Meredith Salinger. Those were like my two, like, movie uh, crushes. Yeah. Meredith's a friend of mine too. Oh, and then I've met her. I've since yeah. met her, and she's super cool. She's really awesome. Um, still a little bit of a crush. What? Wait, what was the movie she did with the two Corys? Uh, uh, Dream a Little Dream. She, well, she did a few, didn't she? No, no, no. Dream a Little Dream. That's right. I was. I was, for some reason I was thinking of that. Um, <laughs> the one with River Phoenix. The was it the Jimmy Reardon? The oh yeah yeah. She's Night in also, the Life of Jimmy Reardon. She's also Natty Gann. N and Natty, Natty Gann. But, uh, yeah, wait. 
Shawnee Smith? Mm-hmm. That's how you pronounce... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Smith. Shawnee, yeah, yeah. Oh, Shawnee, yeah. Shawnee, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's all, she's now on that um, Charlie Sheen show. Anger oh, management. She? Oh, she's on anger management. Yeah. She was on another show though, wasn't she? Wasn't she? Was Becker. she on Becker? Yeah. That's right. I remember getting really excited that she was on Becker. It's like, yeah. oh, sweet. Yeah. There she, she is. She's awesome. There she is. I had a huge crush on her. So young. So young. So young. So impressionable. But like, okay, so back to Ghostbusters two for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. We have to we have to wrap Ghostbusters two. It's not that funny. It has its moments. It's not Ghostbusters 1, but the yeah. thing that I realized, and maybe it's because I like heard like stories about how much Bill Murray did not want to do Ghostbusters 2, but yeah. you watch Ghostbusters 2 and you see Bill Murray and you just see a man really not enjoying himself. Going through the motions. Like really not enjoying himself. Like not even... You can physically see what it looks like to phone it in. N- Actually, I would I would disagree. He's not phoning it in. He's literally fucking. I'm do you know like you know like when you're you like someone is forcing you to do something. And Mom's you're like, making you do the chores. Mom is making you do the chores. Yeah. And you're like fucking orange. I've got. Oh God. Yeah. He's basically doing yeah. like a really hateful, angry version such of a bummer. Paul Rudd picking up the forks. Wet hot American summer. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. And he just doesn't look like he's having any fun. Any fun. Such a bummer. And it really, really shines. Meanwhile, everybody else giving it all they got. What was the problem? I mean, why did he even agree to do it? Or was he contractually obligated? I don't know. I remember hearing some story like, uh, because he, I guess he had always been sort of super, um, that sort of the thing you hear now about sort of being like, eh, difficult. I don't know. Difficult. Deal with Some it. Some would say difficult. Others would say artistic. Yeah. Um, that he was always sort of like that. But I remember hearing some crazy story about like, it took like Ramis and Dan Aykroyd and all of them like getting him drunk and sitting in a hot tub, like, like doing like the full court press. And him just saying, like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then, you know, I have no idea if that's true. Oh, man. Know. He is, like, one of my idols. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. My friend Ruben directed uh, Zombieland. Yeah. And he said, the part that Bill Murray played in Zombieland um, it was originally written for, I believe, Patrick Swayze. Oh, who, wow. At the time, Ooh. had cancer. We couldn't oh. do it, but it was originally written for Patrick Swayze, and uh, and so he got cancer, and he uh, obviously had to drop out. And then they were having trouble figuring out who they were going to get to do it, mm-hmm. like, and then went through a lot of you know offers to other people, of course. And there was even a possibility that it was going to go to this kind of a gimmicky. Um, like no name duo of this husband wife like gymnastics team or something mm-hmm. kind of like the marty and elaine of gymnastics yeah, yeah, yeah. or something and um and it was down to they had already started shooting the movie and they still didn't have that part yeah that's... and um woody harrelson said uh 
hey, what if I got Bill Murray to do it? <laughs> and Ruben was like, yeah, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. sure. Why haven't you brought this up? <laughs> Why did you tell that before we went with the, uh, the yeah. couple here? And so, you know, he, he got Bill Murray on the phone and he was like, hey, do you want to come down and do this thing? And he told him all about it. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And this was like four days from when they had to That's shoot it. Crazy. And like they had like no contract signed or anything in there. And he was just like, "I'll do it. I'll be there." And like that was the last they heard from him. They're like, "I fucking really hope he shows up." Yeah. Because I've heard there's been instances where he's where been he like, says, yeah, "Yeah, I'll do it," and, and then, then just doesn't show up. Doesn't yeah. show up. Of course. Of course. And so he uh, he did it, and it was fucking. Magical. It was hilarious. It's one of the best things he's ever done. It kind of is. Oh, it's just so out of left field, too. You just, I remember just sitting there going like, what a weird turn this movie just that made. That movie was fucking amazing. It was a good It might movie. have the best opening credit sequence of any, you know, Metallica's For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah. With slow motion zombie attacks. Yeah. Um, I also just liked the idea of... Um, you can evade a zombie just by running in a circle. That just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> and the weird thing, too, I remember, like, re I, I don't know, maybe I had my head up my ass. I definitely had my head up my ass because I read that and I was like, nah. Oh, you read the script? I read it and was just like, nah, I don't want to go out for this. Oh, dude. But I, But keep in mind, I was also sort of like, you know, I mean, had I known, <laughs> had I known, maybe... It would have been different, but I was also of the mind. It's like, do we need another zombie movie? Because it's kind of a weird. Cast Shaun of the too. Dead was so damn awesome. Like, yeah, how are you gonna top that? Yeah, and that was sort of my where I was. I didn't know that zombies would then become, you know, There's zombies. Been an amazing super fun. Cabin in the woods. Well, that's not really Walking zombies, dead, but all that sort of stuff. I didn't really. Did you see the new Evil Dead? I don't have uh, my finger on the pulse. No, I do not. I did not see that. I, I, I am not. I don't awesome. dig horror movies. Would that, would be, would, I'm not big really? on horror movies. I don't. I don't watch them. I'm not You're a big fan. rom com. I really love my <laughs> rom coms. Did you ever get in on the um, on the rom com Twitter thing? No. Okay, so I can't remember. If it was during Good Guys. Maybe it was after Good Guys. I think it was after Good Guys. Um, a bunch of the writers from the Good Guys came up with this, <laughs> this a hashtag during Comic-Con, since everyone just tweets, you know, Hall yeah. A's packed, watch out. Um, yeah. uh, and I don't mean to be making fun of that, but... Um, nerds. Nerds. <laughs> fucking nerds. Um they thought it would be really funny to just do an alternate uh, hashtag of, instead of Comic-Con. Just call it uh, Ramacon. Oh, my God. That's and it would amazing. just be like the idea of like a convention of nothing but uh, romantic comedies. It doesn't exist. But we would just be like, That's dude, totally here for the, you know... Uh, Jennifer Lopez, like uh, yeah, I mean, a, a name of a rom com Kate is Hudson. escaping me, right? Dude, totally here for the picture perfect panel. <laughs> really hope Kevin Bacon shows up. Oh my god, Aniston looks so good. 
did. So everyone was just tweeting like they were at So we were, yeah, we were just rom-com. like, just faking like we were at this thing, like, yo, it is filling up at the 10 ways to date a guy panel. Could you imagine a romantic comedy convention? Like the types of people that would be I, at that? Jesus, I think we need to just start writing this sketch right now. <sighs> that would be a... Re- <laughs> <laughs> that was your show with Bradley Whitford. Yeah. That you uprooted and moved to Texas. Yes. I moved to Texas for that. For how long? I think I ended up, uh, we were there for 10 months. Your so. wife went with you? Yeah. Were you a father yet at this point? No, we weren't even married. We had uh, we had just gotten engaged in New York. We were living in New York. We got engaged we moved back to California to LA. We bought our first house. Nice. We moved into that house, and then four days later, I got the job, and then had to relocate <laughs> to Dallas. That's nuts, man. <laughs> for for those listening, not in show business, that is like the essence of show business. Yeah. Um. But you kept the house. We kept the house. You sublet it to somebody. Yeah. We we had someone keep an eye out for it. Is that the longest Did that you... sentence make sense? Keep an eye out for it? That didn't Keep make sense. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. <laughs> hey, um, can you, while I'm gone in Texas, can you look out for, for my house? I lost it. look out for my house. Keep <laughs> an eye on for it. Find my fucking house. Keep an eye on for it, please. <laughs> we got a private um, investigator. But yeah, so, and it was like one of those scenarios too where, um, you know, they're trying to make the show for super cheap, so you get a one-time relocation fee, but you have to find your own apartment. You have to furnish it. You have to do all that shit. Jesus, really? Yeah. I mean, it was really like we relocated to Dallas for, you know. How did you find Dallas? I actually really liked Dallas. I I was prepared to to not dig on it that much, but I actually really liked Dallas. I thought it was cool. So it's an interesting little city. The people, look, man, the people are friendly. And that's, if you're going to be in anywhere shooting, I want friendly people and I want good restaurants. Good weather. Was it high? It must have been hot there, though. The weather was, when we first got there, it was fucking freezing. In fact, when we first got there, we had a strange sort of scenario. That whole show was strange from the get go, but. We were picked up straight to series for like at least nine episodes. So we finished shooting the pilot. Even before you did the pilot? Even before we did the pilot. Damn. We just went straight to series. That's amazing. It was one of those things where Fox wanted a summertime show that was brand new and they were really sick of um, cable shows beating them in the summer. Yeah. So they went, well, why don't we hire like one of the cable guys that beats our ass and have him work for us yeah and so matt nix who does burn notice had this idea and they said okay great we'll we'll just straight to series and we'll put you on in the summer so i was like when i got the gig i was like great because that's a dream job it's just security, like yeah. that's job security i don't care if it's in texas at that stage <laughs> yeah um and so we went out there and it was january yeah, and it was fr- it was freezing cold. I mean, it was it was cold. And then the first day of the second episode, it had there was a full on like snowstorm blizzard in Dallas, which I guess is like kind of unheard of. 
Um, and of course we're, you know, supposed to be shooting exteriors and it's just like, <laughs> you know, two feet of snow or something ridiculous like that. And then cut to the summertime. It's like Weather is the worst. Dude. And it's like that nonsense of like, I'm wearing a suit, but there, I had to wear a suit every day, which was fine. But the costumer said that someone was afraid that the suit would be too revealing at times so I had to wear like man spanks <laughs> which is another for those not in show business like that's pantyhose. another essence of, of show business like that's nuts hey you're a dude we think you're a little chubby so we need you to wear these man spanks or whatever so like I would have by the to, way you could not be I know that's, chubby, that's the weird thing but like, like it, uh, but keep in mind, and the, uh, this story is, oh my god, this story is hilarious. So straight to series, okay? Yeah. We pretty much every time we had any kind of big junket or uh, TCAs or upfronts, it, we would always be selling a show that no one had seen. Yeah. And when we did the TCAs. We hadn't even shot the pilot yet. It wasn't even called Good Guys. The show was originally called Jack and Dan. TCAs are the upfronts for cable, right? The TCAs are like the... the um, no, the TCAs are essentially just... They bring in all the television critics. It's like the TV I critics associations. Yeah. And for you, Sarah's show. Once. Yeah, and you basically go up and you, you go into a big room and it's like a panel. And they do Q&As. And they do Q&As, yeah. yeah. The upfronts is a totally different thing. That's like a crazy press. They're announcing their announcing shows. Announcing the shows. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a totally different thing. But so for the TCAs, we are basically going and talking about a show that we haven't even made yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the show was originally called Jack and Dan. But the network, I guess, was afraid that that sounded too much like... Uh, Jack and Bobby, the show that was on <laughs> Not the even WB. Close, but okay. Yeah. So then they decided to call the show, um, they chose a working title called uh, Code F 58, which was a, its police code for a routine investigation. And so, and this is true, I, yeah, I think I have a photo <laughs> somewhere. So I go with Brad. L with Brad to the TCAs and, and Jenny Wade and, and, uh, and Matt Nixon and everybody. And they have to put up artwork for the show that we haven't made yet. You haven't shot one. Episode. We haven't shot, you haven't shot a pilot yet. We haven't shot anything. So they're like, tell us about the show. We're like, well, we don't know about the show, but here's the thing with the script, this, you know, anyways, the artwork that they had done, they had some horrible, <laughs> horrible picture of Bradley, obviously taken from some like red carpet event type oh, thing no. uh, where he's like in a black leather jacket, whatever. And then they they had a photo of me, <laughs> but it was my head placed on a body that I'm almost positive was like... It was probably like Ryan Phillippe or something like that. I have to like, see this. Like, I'll, I'll try and bring it. I'll try I'll, I'll, when we're done. I'll, I'll, I'll try and find it for you. Um, but it was like 
a super muscular, like, if it wasn't Philippi, it was like a Latino dude. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And it was like ripped and, and it was like one of those like tan leather jackets yep. with a wife beater on underneath. Yep. And then my head like awkwardly cocked to one side and I like come in and I just start laughing. I'm like, what is this? This is not, that's not me. And that actually, now that I think about it, should have been like my precursor like, oh, they, they actually want like a really sexy action-y type star dude. And that is so not me. Did you audition for this? Or mm-hmm. they, oh man. What did you audition with if there was... I auditioned a, for with sides. Oh, there was. A, yeah, yeah, I auditioned with sides. Um, I went in and I read with Bradley. Um, they were. It was great. I mean, it was super low stress. It's probably the easiest job I've ever auditioned for because yeah. I just got along with Bradley and um, and Matt so quickly. Um, Bradley's a good guy. He's he, a great, he married me and Brian Posehn in an episode of the Sarah Silverman show. Oh, did he? He played the mayor and he married us. That's awesome. And then I think there was a period. There was a period where it was like, all right, we think it's, it's, uh, we think you're going to get the part, but they want to spend some time looking for, at other people. And I said, well, who are they looking for? And they go, uh, honestly, <laughs> the thing that was expressed to me was that, they were spending some time looking for a black Colin Hanks. That's what, <laughs> that's what they said. And I just went, all right. Wait a minute. I'm like, all right. A black. <laughs> you got to find a black Colin Hanks. I was like, all right. Um, and they actually, they actually, it was funny. They, they found this. Uh, I remember reading with, he was one of the other guys reading when I read. This guy, Ron Rico Lee, who ended up being written onto the show, who's hilarious. Ron Rico? Ron Rico Lee is his name, yeah. And um, <laughs> they ended up giving... he They gave him a part in the pilot, and then they liked him so much in the pilot, they brought him back uh, towards the end of the, the show. So he was in like maybe five episodes, six episodes at the end of the show. How many did you shoot? I think we shot 20. Um uh-huh. It was hard though. It was really hard. And then there was all, there was all sorts of other stuff, like as if the TCAs wasn't hard enough. We also had this thing, and then we can stop talking about this because there's nothing less interesting than an actor telling you everything that went wrong with, <laughs> with the show that didn't go. But um, after shooting like six episodes, seven episodes, and we f- were kind of like starting to get a feel for the show. Uh, we got this call. Hey, good news. You've been picked up for the back nine and they want to send you to the upfronts in New York. It's like, okay, great. And so they had started publicizing that our show was premiering in the summer on Wednesdays. And everyone's like, you're going to be on in the fall. It's such great news. And I'm like, great. So what's our slot? Is it Wednesdays? They go, no, you'll be on Friday nights. Death. And I just went, oh my God, we're not even on the air yet. That's the death. On Wednesdays. And they're going to announce that we're on the Fridays. We're not even on the air yet. Like we, we're fucked. And we were. Friday is death. We were fucked before we were even on. I, I, I defy anybody listening to think of a show that is on, on Friday nights. Well, unfortunately, Happy Endings is. 
It is? Yeah, as I take off my sweatshirt. Happy Endings is on Friday nights. Yeah, they moved it to a, to Fridays. Oh. And they put like two episodes on each night, each time. I hope that works. <laughs> I think it's clear ABC does not want that to work. I think Sarah's show, our last season, they <clears throat> we premiered... Uh, we premiered just before... Or just after, just before the Daily Show, on like a Thursday night, and our ratings weren't great because they didn't advertise and didn't tell tell anybody that the show was coming on. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, we didn't have a lot of people watching because no one knew it was on. And so then the next day, or the next week, Comedy Central was like, oh, "Your ratings were low. We're going to move you to a different spot." I'm like, okay. Midnight. We're gonna move you to midnight on. I think I really want to say on Friday nights. I was like, "Up, oh, we're done." Jeez, we yeah, uh, we were just cursed from the get go because uh, even on those Wednesdays, when they actually showed us on Wednesdays, they were like trying. They were talking us up, saying, "It's the it's the this it's how we launched Glee." <laughs> so we had to go Bradley and I had to go to the shows on Fox we had to go to American Idol on the day that the show was premiering and sit in the audience sit in the audience and wave and then we were supposed to then <laughs> and then the show would be on after American Idol and we would get the same ratings as Glee totally negating the fact that we don't sing songs yeah uh, we didn't sing songs on the good guys, so you can't just put like a sing like a, a musical show on. At, you know, you can put a musical sh- show on <laughs> after Idol and and probably get you know people from Idol are maybe going like to stay and watch the music. Songs. I'm going to keep like listening. Music. This so- this show's got music. I want to watch this show, and thus you know you get good numbers. Um, you know, we we went on and you know. Bradley Whitford's got a mustache and is talking in a, you know, kind of Texan accent. We're not quite sure. It just sort of turned into whatever it turned into. And yeah. So okay. how long? Oh, man. How did you find out the show was done? We knew. We we, we, we had a from feeling the going in. Well, not like from the beginning, but we uh, there was, I think, Nick's directed like the second to last episode or something like that. And there was just, we all kind of like knew we had that feeling. At what point do you officially go, okay, this is over. I'm going to move back to LA. Oh, I moved back like three days after we wrapped. I stayed in Texas because of the World Series. And then this, <laughs> as the day after the Giants won the World Series in Dallas, yeah, I drove back to California. Oh, you drove? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, but you, I got to tell you the. <laughs> I got to tell you what our rap gift was, the card that Bradley, <laughs> so Bradley and I, we got t-shirts for the crew and God bless the, the crew. They, they were the bet that, that show could have been like a not fun show to be on. Sure. Uh, cause it was really hard and they were always really sort of, I mean, we were supposed to be a cheap show. So, yeah. uh, as one of our directors said, we were an eight-day show in seven-day pants because you know, oh, no. we would only shoot it in seven days and we had like stunts and all that sorts of stuff. But um, the crew was always really great and, and we remember like, especially, and they're like, so do you think we're going to get picked up? And it's just, Bradley and I would just be like, mm, yeah, I, I don't know. 
because they were so good. I mean, we loved them. I would do anything for was them. Was this a local crew? From it was the... almost, a, it was mostly local, yeah. yeah. In fact, a lot of like the grips and stuff like that had all, they were all Dallas local. They had like shot like Robocop and stuff like that. that was, Fucking no way. That was one of the reasons why we were there because we were such a stunt heavy show. We I didn't know that people shot like in... do that in Dallas, yeah. That's awesome. Not Detroit. But um, anyways, they worked their asses off. Uh, and so uh, we got shirts that had like, you know, a, a slogan that Bradley had said, a sort of catchphrase, whatever, that we thought was really funny. <laughs> and um, we, part, we brought that, we attached a shirt with a card that just said, we can't help but think that if you worked a little bit harder, our ratings would have been better. Uh- <laughs> You asshole! Oh, uh, but they at that stage, at that point, That's everybody funny. all knew Bradley's sense of humor, so they all thought it was funny. <laughs> this is your fault, basically. Yeah. But then there, we, I mean, we did all sorts of shit like that. There was one day, <laughs> there was one day we were shooting, uh, like on this, on this, on a uh, in a car, uh, and we had like a Trans Am thing. It was sort of like our show's General Lee, and we were sitting there in between shots and. There were like the looky loos that were driving by yeah. in the other lane, and um, they were stopped. We had to like stop them, and then we did the scene, and then we said cut, and then they can go. And this guy's driving away, and as he's driving away, he just screams, Fuck you, Colin Hanks! What? And I turn around and and we all start laughing, and then he's driving, he's not watching where he's going, and then he fucking Gets crashes in into the car in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. We're, so we we all fucking died laughing and then so for the whole rest of the show fuck you Colin hey. was like a that was like a big thing that everyone would say to me and on the last day of filming fuck you, yeah Hanks. fuck you Colin Hanks and on the last day of filming they had a bunch of shirts made so the entire crew was wearing shirts that said fuck you Colin Hanks. That's incredible dude. <laughs> that is odd did did he do anything after he crashed his car? Yeah, he like pulled over and exchanged numbers with a thing and was like super embarrassed. Fucking, that's the best story. And apparently, you know, apparently that crew, you know, they all work on Dallas now, uh, fittingly. Yeah. And whenever there's a, apparently that's still like Fuck is you, a Hanks. mantra. Yeah. That's time. one thing that's always uh, made me uncomfortable is shooting out in public. It can I've be never like doing it. It can be very uncomfortable. We did an episode of Sarah's show in the first season where Brian and I are like trying to outdo each other with tab related stuff. And by the end of the episode, like Brian is wearing a jumpsuit, a bright pink, like it looks like a, a like a NASCAR jumpsuit that the drivers would wear. That's like sponsored by tab. <laughs> He's wearing an all pink tab and I'm wearing a giant tab can. Like, I look like a mascot for tab. I'm dressed in a fucking can. And our car is painted pink with tab on the side. And public like And this. we're fucking out on the sidewalk Well, yeah, if you're night. dressed like that, you're going to feel pretty damn uncomfortable. <laughs> out on Wilton and Sunset. And it's, it's just like... enough as is. Cholo's driving by. <laughs> and, like, we're just trying to finish. And it's like you know midnight one in the morning and like as soon as we start talking fucking people honking their horns oh, of course. screaming of course we were pretty lucky though like in dallas at least because there were there were two or three other shows shooting at 
that time, but everybody knew our show. Like it was everybody. We were the first one that was sort of up. Um, and so everyone sort of knew it was us. And so it was sort of like a big, it was like, Oh wow. Oh yeah. Those are the good guys. You know, it wasn't like LA where it's just like, Oh great. Here's great traffic. Yeah, exactly. Over in Dallas they're like, Oh, is your profile picture on Twitter from that show? It's you like next to a giant spoon or something. Yeah, I, I took that photo on set one day. Yeah, damn, good call on your. How'd you pull that? Well, out I of know your ass? because my family had a set of those giant wooden. Oh yeah, yeah, like a giant wooden spoon, a giant fork, and a giant knife. Yeah, and like I've, I don't know why, but like I really am hyper aware anytime I see those things now because it <laughs> reminds me of my childhood. It's a very seventies. Your show was a seventies. Well, it was like poking fun. Yeah, like Brad's character was like... Straight out of the straight 70s. Straight 70s, early 80s. Like, yeah, that was his his era. But like, um, it's funny that you say that though because tw- I joined Twitter on while I was making The Good Guys. Right. Just because I sort of felt like we were getting the shaft in terms of like doing publicity you and stuff promote. like that. That's why a lot of... Actors join Twitter. Well, I mean, that's kind of why I, st- I was so anti it for so long. And then Jenny Wade, who's really funny on Twitter. Do you follow Jenny? I'm not sure. She's really fucking funny. Um, she was like, you should do it. So I started doing it just as a way to just try and like, I don't know, just get people interested in the show. And then I just sort of, I don't know, got addicted. My guest for the podcast is Colin Hanks. <laughs> I, I, I just now, I just realized after 20 minutes that I haven't introduced, uh, <laughs> I haven't smoked pot in like six months and uh, I still have the brain of a pothead. Any pots? Any pots, guys. Uh, Colin Hanks is my guest. It won't be a surprise. I it's not a surprise anyway because anyone who clicks on the link for my they podcast know. knows because your name is on. Do you normally do like an intro? Do you do like the oh I'll like after I do this like when I take this into Farrell, which right now is just Dan Harmon's house that we record everything at his house. Yeah. But I just like to record at my place. Um, uh, I'll go and I'll just. Do an intro like, You'll do a quick like intro. 30 seconds like, hey, oh. thanks for listening. Click on the, you know, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click the link on our yeah, website. Yeah. And um, I'm going to be at the Chuckle Hut. You hear that? Colin's going to be at the Chuckle Hut. No, do, do you do, do you do like the plug before? You I know? never do the road anymore. In fact, I don't even really do. I think I have officially quit stand up. You think you've officially quit? Yeah, I think really? I made that decision a couple months ago after like a really bad, <laughs> after a bad show. Not even a bad show. I was just was it Sketchfest? No, Sketchfest was amazing. It, it was after Sketchfest. Yeah, I I I, I it was after I San don't Francisco do the, love affair. I don't do the road because I can't. I just I have a real problem with flying, and I can't fly. You know, twice a week to yeah. and from place I would no I get I totally get that I don't like being in a hotel in the middle like I would love going to you know Portland or Seattle or New York or Austin to do stand-up but like it's some of the other out-of-the-way places you're there from sun Thursday night to Monday morning is there a way that you could only do the killer spots that you did I don't think 
Well, I mean, probably, but you wouldn't Can make... I talk more like a jazz dude? <laughs> Is there a way you could just do the killer spots that you dig? Hey, you seem like a cat who knows your shit. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I I don't do the road at all, and um, I only ever do like Sketchfest and Largo. I love doing, but lately, you know, the only shows I've been doing in town are like shows that friends put on in bars. Where yeah, I'm just like, I'm gonna go to this restaurant or a bar where half the people there don't know there's gonna be a comedy show. Yeah, and are gonna be really irritated that they have to be quiet. I just wanted to just. I just wanted just to wanted fucking to, drink and watch the baseball game. I just wanted to drink this pain away. I don't want to listen to this yeah. guy try and make me laugh. Ugh. Working out his pain. And Fuck so, that. yeah, so like... Uh, but you're a, also at a stage now where you're... I mean, you got, you're got you doing like pilots and doing shows and stuff like that. So that's enough travel. I guess. I mean, I was not making money doing stand-up anyway. So it's like... Yeah. And I'll probably do it again eventually, but right now it's... You're, it's taking, not, you're having a little time out. It's not fun for me. You're having a little time Although out. Dustin, who produces you know all the shows at Feral Audio, all the podcasts, was like... He's like, why don't you record an album? Because I've got like an hour's worth of shit, mm -hmm. but I just... A lot of it's too dirty to do on Comedy Central or anything. So he's like, just record an album just in Largo or something we'll record it and we'll release it on our website no do that and I'll just call it like Steve Ag first and last because it'll be my first and last album it's <laughs> <laughs> so punk rock of you yeah um, but I don't know we I, I don't know maybe you gotta get in on the thing that Patton's doing what's Patton doing uh, he's doing this like uh, he's prepping his his uh his new hour but he's not traveling and he wrote this full you don't know you, did, you didn't hear about this no oh dude it's genius he actually wrote a thing up on his um it's on his website you can check it out but he broke it down he's gonna create a whole new hour all new stuff but he's not traveling to do it he's doing it only in los angeles oh shit and irvine <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. Well, it's sort of, no, it does. It uh, because it's funny, and then he's he's well, there's one exception of him going to Portland, but he broke down like what each he's going to do a residency at a couple of different places. Yeah, and then he broke down what each venue is going to be for in terms of working out his oh, new I hour. Check this out. It's it's really interesting. I mean, look, I'm not a stand-up. I, I, I don't do stand-up, but I love stand-up, and I know a lot of guys that do stand-up, and I'm totally fascinated by it. So you're it was, no stranger to Sketchfest? No str stranger to the Sketchfest and, and, and the comedy ha-has. Yeah. So um, it was kind of really interesting to hear how he's going to, like, the purpose of it, sort of like the science behind how he's working it out. And I totally that's respect genius. it too because he's also like I mean he's kind of like what you're saying. Kid. The main gist of it was he wants to see his kid. Yeah. And I totally fucking understand that. But at the same time he's also like, hey, you know, traveling around, going to shitty hotels, really fun when I was younger. Really not fun anymore. Yeah. He hates that. <laughs> really shit. not fun. And I again totally understand that too and in in total he's at a level where he shouldn't have to you know travel have. around to ride an hour he, there's enough venues in southern california that he could 
Yeah. And so he's doing something at like a gallery and that's where he just like comes up with stuff and works on shit. And then Largo is when he sort of fine tunes it and each place has got its own, its own thing. Um, that's awesome. So Colin Hanks is my guest on. (laughs) (laughs) Where did we meet? Um, is it, I think it's probably through Liam Lynch. Well, it's strange. I don't think we had, we have, it's not had, let's not be past tense. We have so many mutual acquaintances. Yeah. But I don't think I met you, like met you, met you until, um, I saw you at that one, one of the Queens shows at the will turn. turn, And at that, by that point I had joined uh, Twitter was it the will? Was it the Queens or was it Crooked Vultures? It might have been, might have been the Vultures. I can't remember. We have a mutual music. We have love of music. Sim- a similar. Uh, Not, I say that like most people hate music. A lot of people do. A lot of people. Uh, Colin and I have a mutual love of serial killers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My yeah, favorite right. is John Wayne Gacy. I'm more of a Dahmer. <laughs> Um, I fancy more of a Dahmer. I'm not a Dahmer, but I think it was Liam who introduced us at that concert. Yes, he uh, he was there for. I sure. was there with Liam. No, 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 no. The first time I the first time I met you, you were with um, uh, you were with Ellen. Johannes. No. Oh, Ellen Page. Yes. That's right. Oh, then it was definitely a Queen's show. It was a Queen's show. I think it was when they were doing, when they were playing the first record. Yep. Um, right. And yeah, and I, at that stage, we had, by that point, we had communicated On via Twitter. Twitter a few times. Um, and, you know, and, and then I knew that you knew Jack and, and yeah. Liam and, and, and those guys. Because you've, you've worked with Jack a lot, right? Uh, technically, really only like twice. Um, although I did do a, a little bit part in the in the D movie, the Pick of Destiny, which Liam Lynch directed, which Liam directed, yeah. Um, I met Liam. I went out. Uh, I went out on the road with uh, with Jack and Kyle for a few days when they were opening for Weezer. Oh, I remember that. And uh, I met up with them in like Cleveland, and Liam was there because he Cleveland. was Cleveland. Yeah. It was strange. I don't know. Is that know. the one where he was shooting like a documentary of them? Like on yeah, the bus? he was, he, I think he had just finished doing that. You're in it, right? You're on the bus playing video games with them, aren't you? I might be. I might be. I don't know. Huh. I'm, I think maybe he had just finished doing it. Um, but anyways, so I had met him then and then just sort of like kind of stayed in touch. And then that was right around the time I think that was like right around the time Orange County was coming out or maybe it had already come out I can't remember and then um, I went to New Zealand with Jack during Kong oh my god and then how long were you by the way how long were you in New Zealand that was another 10 month gig 10 months yeah that's a fucking long time dude yeah but in a place like New Zealand it's awesome 
did this was before you were married yes were you even dating uh your no i wife? was not dating my wife okay so you weren't like I, yeah i can't do that anymore <laughs> i you know i, I can't I, imagine i really it's a lot harder now to willingly just throw i mean i Ten i threw months. everything in storage i didn't even have a house i was Ten homeless months to make a movie <laughs> Yeah, like the, I think the average movie, even a big budget, is like maybe three months. Yeah, but that was like, I mean, honestly, I sort of feel like now um, that's sort of if you're lucky enough to be in a big budget studio movie, chances are they're going to be something. It's going to be something sort of huge. And it, it was, along those that lines, was mostly green screen, the majority of it. There was so they could have done that screen. in L.A. There were green. He's got his own studio down there. Yeah, he's there, got right? his own studio. He's got everything down. Did there. Did you stay in his little Hobbit houses? I did. Yeah. Oh fuck! I did. I stay. I slept in. Peter Jackson, house. director of The Hobbit, or in Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings, and King Kong, which is we and were King in. Kong. So he's got like his, so he's got house. a house, right? This beautiful Victorian <laughs> house. Yeah. Um, this is gonna sound really creepy, but it's it's actually not. He's got this beautiful Victorian house out in the countryside. Yeah. And then he took the bag end that they shot, that they filmed, and built it into the ground outside of the house. And then he built a tunnel that goes like a secret passageway. That's right. Through like the uh, wine cellar down and then and then it's like it's this spooky like m- mine you know and there's like sound effects and shit and there's like fucking no way oh dude no it's totally it's totally done like a like a like a haunted house like it has sound effects and like That's fake dead awesome. rats and bones and then you walk through it it's there's totally bones scary. And yeah shit in there? oh yeah <laughs> and then you come into this room and it's a torture chamber what that has like two skeletons like hung up uh and you know it's more spooky music and then you go through that room and then all of a sudden you start hearing like birds chirping and the sounds of nature <laughs> and then all of a sudden you come into bag end and it's uh a bag a, end th- that's uh frodo's, frodo's house and bilbo's house yeah and um he took the actual set he took the the actual set the 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 proper set so it's 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 not a recreation it's the actual set well i want to say that it's a part set part recreation i mean it's a fully functional home that's built into the ground like it has running water it has a bathroom it has like a guest house it it is it is his guest house yeah we stayed in it jack stayed in um (laughs) i think jack stayed in frodo's room and I stayed in Bilbo's room. Uh, what does he does he call it? Bag end with my sister. Yeah, my sister was a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so that we, must have been mind blowing. We went out and and they're like, oh well, you should stay in Bag end with your sister. Is that where you stayed sister. the whole time when you were shooting? No, no, no. We just stayed up for like a weekend. It was like a weekend getaway because we were shooting for so long. Ten months shooting. How often? Are you actually shooting though? Is you have a lot? We of were working every day, almost every day. I mean, there would be some days where we weren't working. Because I know I played. This was 
at the height of like Halo. Jack and I play. You guys played used a to lot play Halo. Halo on Xbox Live together. Yeah, and never did we play more than when he was in New Zealand. Yeah, I remember being so impressed that he got. The, I think I told you this. He had an I was Xbox. like amazed that he worked that into his contract. Yeah. He was online all the time. Like, yeah. Like in his contract, it was like... And I'm an insomniac, so it worked out perfectly. I mean, the timing was... I'd sign on at three in the morning, which and was perfect. It would be daytime for him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you would, you would, on average, you would probably work... I mean, I was not one of the main characters, so I worked a whole lot less than, than Jack did, but I would work at least three days a week. That's but sometimes path. you'd work every day. That's nice. But, you know, I mean, sometimes that work is, all right, you're going to hang around all day and then we're just going to get like five shots of you running down a thing. What is it like? I've never had to shoot green screen. Is it really weird? No, it's super easy. Shut up. <laughs> it, no, I'm dead serious. It's super easy. You're being easy. sarcastic. No, I'm not. No, it's super really? easy. The really hard thing is then watching the movie for the first time. That's hard. It, uh, Here's the best way I can describe it. Like I had, and because this was the first time that I ever really had to do something. And there, <clears throat> the best way I can describe it is, is like when they, when you first get there and you're like, all right, so here's what the shot is. Here's going to be the thing. It's big and it's bad and it's trying to kill you. And you go, okay. And then you get to a stage where you actually kind of like want to know more. Like, what is the thing? You know, and sometimes they tell you like, all right, this winged creature is going to come, and and it's going to uh, you. It's 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 uh, uh, claws are going to uh, try and, and get you, and you're going to jump to the right, and then its claws going to try and get you, and you're going to jump to the left. Yeah. You know? Or I had this one whole sequence where it ended up not being in the in the movie, where like I was under like a stegosaurus. <laughs> And its feet were like, it was moving yeah. and I was under... Dodging its feet. <laughs> dodging its feet. <clears throat> so I would try to like wrap my head around what exactly it was that I... Like, so what exactly am I seeing? Would they have pictures and for you And sometimes they have pictures and sometimes they have animatics for you to look at. Oh, that's good. Or, you know, they would have all this sort of stuff. But then like halfway through the movie eventually I just said you know what I, I don't need to see any of that is it scary alright I'll act scared is it gonna kill me oh, okay that's how I can tell you're like a legit actor cause I feel like I would be like I don't see a, a giant gorilla there this is I feel <laughs> I feel goofy well no well, you still feel goofy I mean, there's definitely. I feel that. feel goofy when I'm just acting with a normal person, no, and you, I have to act serious. No, you definitely feel feel goofy, but you just like I don't know. I think that's one of the reasons why I love Peter so much because he's so into that and he loves that so much, and it comes he like creates such an amazingly warm and welcome environment. Yeah, that you actually feel comfortable going to play like. That sort of cheesy thing of like, I, you know, he's set such a, I felt so comfortable I could go anywhere. Like we would do that for him just because he would print everything. And so there wasn't a question that like you wanted him to be happy. So we would yeah. sort of do whatever you want. And sometimes you'd go way overboard. Like Jack would go way overboard sometimes. I find that shocking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
But it's all in an effort to try and find what that right sort of tone is. And sometimes it's so much easier to go super big and then scale it back. Did you audition for that? I did. I had one audition um, with some horribly written sides that I ended up finding out were written like the Bad evening day. before. Yeah. Um, I had one audition and then I had a meeting with uh, with Pete and uh, his partner, Fran, and yeah. uh, their writing partner, Philippa where uh, they came to LA and I basically just sort of met with them and that was really just more of like a do we speak the same Is language this, do we would like I want to be other? around this guy for 10 months yeah exactly yeah. and would he is he cool with coming to New Zealand for 10 months <laughs> I basically just went in there going like I my only thing I need to convey to these people is that like I am totally yeah. up for moving to New Zealand for 10 months New Zealand is like its own self-sustained it's, planet. It's it's awesome. got every it's, ecosystem. It's the most amazing place on earth. It really truly is. Snow, mountains, tropical. It's got everything, right? You could hop in a car and you can drive 20 minutes and you'll feel like you're in a completely different part of the world each time. One moment you feel like you're in Napa, the next moment you feel like you're in Switzerland, the next moment you feel like you're in Hawaii, the next moment you feel like you're in uh, the Bay Area. I mean, it's really, it's, it's, in, it's, it's incredible. Here's a question I ask as a hypochondriac. I I'm a Sagittarius have... and never on Sunday. <laughs> no. What did you ever get sick while you were shooting? Because 10 months is a long time. Um, yeah, actually, I did. There was uh, I got I actually got sick on my birthday one day. <laughs> um, and it's the only time a director has sent me home. Really? Yeah. Like flu sick? Yeah. I, I was so sick that I was I had I literally I did a, a did a trick that I had heard about of basically taking a chair and putting it just outside of the frame. So you could grab onto it? So that as soon as you we cut, I would go sit down. I and had... I was so sick. Peter was just like, go home. And then I and instantly felt like I was a horrible human being and that I should stay. One of my biggest fears... This really fucks me up a lot, especially the older I get. I've dealt with vertigo for 20 plus years, oh, like of different varying degrees. <laughs> Maybe once a year I'll wake up in the morning and as soon as I sit up, it looks like the room is spinning. Oh, wow. And then I'm fucked for the day. I just have to lay in bed all day and then it'll be gone. And most of the time I'm fine, not dizzy at all. And then there are other times where I, I don't see the room spinning, but I feel off balance. Jeez. And when we did, um, I think when we did the last episode of the series for Sarah Silverman, I had really bad vertigo, like not spinning, but just almost where mm. it felt like the ground was tilted just a little bit. And I was always having to compensate the other way. So like it was, it was a week of like any time we would be shooting as soon as they would say cut i would have to grab onto something jesus it was the fucking worst and so now whenever what, what causes vertigo what is the inner ear problems oh, okay um i for me i feel like it's allergy related yeah. like i've had it bad the past few months not 
I'm I'm very functional with it now, but like, can I take a photo of you right now? As yeah, it just because uh, look, do I look like a villain from a movie with this? I have a, a neck pillow. <laughs> I don't know if if it's a villain. It's not a scary villain. And a, and a kiss T-shirt. I just want. I'm sorry. There's this part of me that really just wants to be able to tweet a photo of. Here is. <laughs> But I'm sitting in a solo chair like a king with a neck pillow that looks like a neck brace. Here's Steve Agee telling me about his vertigo while we record his <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry. I don't Please mean to, tweet it. I don't mean to laugh at your pain. No, I. it's been 20 years. I'm so fucking used to it. But now one of my biggest fears whenever I book a gig, uh huh. like I just did a pilot and I am never more... Uh, anxious or terrified oh, yeah, no. than the night before we start shooting. Because what happens if you get the vertigo while you're shooting? Because I'm like, what if I wake up tomorrow, first day of shooting, and I can't stand up? I have um, a similar thing that's happening happening right now if we're going to get into the hypochondriac type stuff. Um, a few months ago, I was at a, a, a baseball game and this thing happened where it, it felt like I had been bitten. It, it, it felt like my lip had been bitten by a, a like a, a, like a, a bug uh -huh. or like stung. Yeah. But it wasn't like a, ow. It was just all of a sudden I felt my You're lip. You're very aware of swelling. your lip. Yeah. Very aware of my lip. And it kept swelling and kept <clears throat> swelling and kept swelling. And then I woke up the next morning and my entire lower lip looked like a fucking bratwurst. It was did you take a so photo? swollen. I did take a photo. <laughs> I did take a photo. I have to see this. I will show, I'll show it to you. Um, and I went to uh, an, uh, uh, an allergist mm -hmm. or I went to a doctor just to get like a shot of something to make it go away. So he gave I can me tell a shot. you right now, you should have taken a Benadryl goes down uh i did take a penetral it didn't really oh help. wow okay Continue. um and so i went to a doctor he gave me a shot and he's like look you know you could go to an allergist right now but they'll probably just give you some of this other stuff you should be fine don't worry about it and then all of a sudden like it was my lip was super itchy is this i just want to make we, sure it's still recording okay i want to make sure we have enough time to properly talk about this though yes i'm kidding yes yeah um, please i love this but shit. like my lip was really like itchy and then a few days later all of a sudden i had this rash on my arm and like it rose up like it looked like a welt and it was super itchy and i realized that was the exact same thing that had happened to my lip like my body was just inflaming so i called the doctor again and uh, I go, dude, this thing like moved. You called your doctor, dude. Uh, I do. Yeah, I have the cool, I have the I have the best doctor in the world. Is this true? Yeah, no, I really do. He's got he's, he's the coolest name. doctor in the world. Um, and uh, and he's like, really? Hell yeah. He's like, all right, come back in. So I came back in. He's like, I really don't know what to tell you, but you really should see somebody else so i went to an allergy specialist a few days of course i like call an allergy specialist I'm like uh we'll see you you know the next time we can see you is in a uh, week yes. and a half oh god damn and i was like okay i made an appointment oh, we're about to get a, just a little bit graphic yes that then went away yep 
And I'm like, well, maybe I'm okay. A few days later, oh, it comes Christ. back, but this time, shall I say, it's below the belt. Yep. Yep. My penis got swollen. Yeah. This is far too much information. No, it's not. I've talked about what But you should appreciate, you'll appreciate this. Oh, God. I call up the doctor and say, hey, this is on my dick. <laughs> and he goes, you definitely need to call that allergist and just tell them that. Um, yeah. And so I call the allergist to tell them that fuck, my, my Johnson's swollen. And they're swollen, still like, we'll and they're see, like, you, we'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, no, you have to see it now because I this it is going to go away yeah. and you're not going to solve the problem. And I don't want this happening all the time. Uh, and of course, they're like, no, we can't see you. So it's just like, all right. So it went away. And then I was like. By the next day, it was gone. By the next day, it was gone. Oh, and I'm like, fuck it, forget it. it. And then. Finally, like the stars aligned, the day that I went in, I actually had multiple attacks. Um, it was really bad. And so I had to go get like that test where they prick you 40 times on your back and yeah. you're not allowed to touch it for 10 minutes. And it's yeah. basically just like torture. Really? Oh. Anyways, long story short, they, they have not figured out what it is. They don't know what it is. They can't, they cannot tell. It's you know I have an allergy to like pollen, but like so there's no resolution to the story. No resolution. You still to it. don't know. I still don't know. How long ago was this? So now it's probably like maybe eight months ago, <laughs> and so now I have uh, like a cocktail of stuff that I have to take, and if ever I start like itching a lot, I get super paranoid that it's coming back, and I instantly take this stuff, but. Uh, this NCIS gig is one of the first gigs that I've had where all of a Since. sudden I'm like, I don't want to have this. I don't want to like break out like this. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have a swollen Johnson and go on NCIS. Yeah. What do you say to that shit? Um, what do you do when you wake up in the morning and your lip is fucking swollen? I take it before I go to sleep. So oh, you're still taking it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not like take this when you get an allergic. No, reaction. if I if I am like going to work, I will take it beforehand. Like if I start to feel something, I'll take it and it'll it won't like. But if you feel full. fine, you don't take it. If I feel fine, I don't take it. But if I like start to feel any kind of itch, <laughs> I'll take it just in case because it prevents it from going full breakout. Are you a hypochondriac in general? No, not really. Oh man. <clears throat> Do you have pets? <laughs> I really want to get to the bottom of this, Colin. Now I'm obsessed. Uh, no, 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 no. You're just making me laugh. I'll tell you why you're making me laugh in two seconds. It's, so, it's I sound like your allergist. No, 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 no. I just, one of the... <laughs> <laughs> tell me, Colin, do you have pets? Decades ago. Decades ago. Remember the real life Brady Bunch? Yep. That the, the started out in Chicago, I think. Yeah, I think my uh, friend Carrie was one of the people in that. Yes. Carrie Aisley. Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember going to go see them in Chicago when I was a kid. Yeah. And before the Brady Bunch, they had this thing called the Real Life Game Show, and it was a fake game show. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I don't know. I don't know who the guy was, but the guy who played the host was like the funniest. One is like probably it was my first experience with improv, like watching improv and going like, oh, my God, these guys are hilarious. And they would bring up someone from the audience and they would basically do this fake game show. 
and he would ask like the stupid patter questions. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. One of the stupid patter, um, patter questions would, uh, one of them is that he asks is, uh, so where are you from? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Do you have any pets? And the lady said no. And she, and, and he, the lady said no. And he just goes, huh, interesting. Okay, well, he our game here on. today is, and so now whenever anyone asks, do you have any pets? I just hear, it's just in, like, Where was this at? Was this at brain. Second City? It was at Second City, yeah. I wonder who it was. I can't, I don't know. I, I, I wish out. I knew. Um, anyways, I do have pets. I have two uh, uh, dogs, dogs, two French bulldogs. You seem like a dog person. I'm a dog person. Um... That itching thing's really freaking freaking. Well, me now out. I'm itching here, and I'm wondering if I got it, but I don't think I do. No, I I'm the same way. Not with itching, but uh, a few years ago, actually, the day before I went down to Comic Con, I had done. You mean Ramacon? Before I had gone down to Romcon. Romcon. Romicon. I uh, I passed a kidney stone for the first time. Oh my god! I don't know if you've ever had the no. pleasure. I'd never, it's never happened to me. And this was, and it's the most painful thing. It wasn't that bad for me. It was bad. <laughs> I've had way worse really? pa pains and problems. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I also have a really high tolerance to pain. Yeah. So that might've been part of it. But, um, it was the night before Comic-Con and, and all through as the house. I'm in all through the house, Steve was getting ready for bed and I got this really bad pain in my back. Mm -hmm. Like, and I thought it was a muscle spasm because, you know, I'm a tall guy. I have back problems. Yeah. And I've had this similar pain before, which me leads me to believe I may have passed kidney stones in the past and not known and about not it. And not known it. So I'm like getting ready for bed and I'm like, oh, my fucking back. I'm like, I just, I have a, a I pulled a muscle in my back and it was just not going away for hours and it would it felt better when i would stand up it was like getting to be like two in the morning i was just like really tired i'm like i want to sleep but anytime i lay down it would start hurting so i was like on the off chance this might be a kidney stone because that's the pain is where my kidneys are as well i just started drinking a lot of water and I may I drank what I feel like was probably a gallon of water and a lot of cranberry juice. Wow. And finally, I am tired enough to where I'm like, fuck this pain. I'm going to bed. Mm -hmm. And so I go to bed and I wake up like two hours later. It's about four in the morning. Pain is gone. All mm -hmm. gone. But I have to piss harder than I've ever had to piss in my life. I'm like, oh, my God. And I run to the bathroom. Start to take a piss. I'm going to find a photo of this thing, too, by the way. The, the uh, stone. Uh, oh, my God. I don't know if I need to see the stone. Um, start to go to the bathroom. I don't know if I need to see your kidney stone. For at, almost at the end of the piss. Yeah. Right as it's ending, there is a split second of really sharp pain. Yeah. I mean, like, that quick. Just mm -hmm. so quick. Ah! I I know I don't even I can't even yell it's that it, it's, it's over before I can yell and it was in the pain was in my dick for like a split second I looked down to to go I think I just pissed out a kidney stone it's not in the toilet it's halfway sticking out of my dick hey it's, this is <laughs> this is Colin Hanks we're on this <laughs> Steve Steve H. E. podcast where he is telling us about passing a kidney stone. 
Dude, it was still in my dick, and I had to pull it out with my finger. Oh, my God. Oh my god. For those of you still listening, please please let us know if you are still listening. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I don't need to see a picture of You have to see this picture. I really don't oh my By god. By the way, I've always, you know, growing up, I was told, you know, kidney stones are the size of a grain of salt. You know, your urethra is small, it just it it's painful. Kidney stones are the size of a grain of salt. Is the, are you are about to inform me that that is, in fact, not the case? Mine was not the size of a grain of salt. It was the size of an unpopped popcorn kernel. Like oh, a, a my God. Huge, dude. That is like a popcorn kernel. It's fucking huge. That's on your tumbler? Yep. Okay. So if you ever miss it and you want to go back. I want to go <laughs> I haven't seen Steve's kidney stone in a while. You know, it's been a while since I've seen that kidney stone. Let's go back. Anyway, that really freaked me out. I spent like an hour just in the bathroom staring at it. Oh, my God. Going, I can't believe this came out of me. It's fucking huge. And they're also jagged and razor sharp. Like if I would squeeze like it. It looks like the, like, like the thing that Superman was sent yes, to Earth. Exactly. <laughs> No, it's got crystals on it because it's crystallized. And if you squeeze it real, really hard, it, it could puncture your, the skin on your finger. That's how sharp they are. Jesus. And so now, whenever I have back pain of any kind, you're paranoid. I'm like, I'm gonna. I start chugging water. I'm like, I'm gonna have a kidney stone. Wow. So you're really, you are super hypochondriac. You're, you are. But it, that you, one's warranted. I that's get a back warranted. pain. I'm like, but you're like WebMD. The worst part was I hadn't had back pain for like you know six months after that, and uh, I was like, yeah, maybe it was a one time thing because I also hear you can get them from just being dehydrated, mm-hmm. and I don't drink enough water. So I was like, that's probably it. So I drink a lot more water now. But like six months later, I'm in my car and I start getting back pain, like mm-hmm. pretty bad. And it, it ended up just being a muscle spasm. But I went to the hospital. I went to the emergency room and they did like an MRI. They completely scanned me. I was there for hours. And then the doctor comes in. He's like, well, the good news is you're not passing a kidney stone. You're just having a muscle spasm. But we did find multiple kidney stones that are still in your kidneys. Whoa. Waiting to come out. Whoa. I'm like, can you do anything about that? And he's like, no, you can't because they can break them with ultrasound, you know, Mm -hmm. but they can't do that until they're they've dislodged and are in your urethra, not your urethra, but going through your system. Yeah. So he's like, as long as they're in your kidney, we can't do anything. And the thing is, you may never pass them. They could stay in Which there for forever. That might be the worst thing to tell a hypochondriac. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this, no. It's going to come eventually. So now anytime I get a backache, I'm like, this, Good luck could, sleeping. this could be it. Good luck sleeping. <sighs> Jeez. So all of this was about, so you wouldn't want to go to New Zealand? <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> this, this has been Med Chat with Colin and Steve. Send in your medical problems to <laughs> medchat at AOL.com. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. We can't end on that. 
and I had that time that I had gone to the hospital because of it I was driving there and I remember uh, my friend Flanagan who who owns and operates Largo who's good friends with Jack I was going to say does he own a pub named Flanagan's they they call him Flanny he's a very Irish gentleman and uh, I called him and uh, he was like oh you should talk to Jack because Jack had kidney stones and so I called Jack to be like, what should I do, man? I think I'm going to go to the hospital. And he's just like, oh, I've never had kidney stones. He's like, I had gallstones and I had my gallbladder taken out. And, oh, that's a little different. Yeah. That's a little different. Um, what will we end on? Because we've been, we've been an hour now. We've been an hour. I mean, we just really just spent a whole lot of time talking about problems that involved our... And he, oh, you just went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony? I did, yeah. Last night. Are you a Rush fan? I love Rush. You love... I've seen them. And you know, it's funny, because you're friends with Les Claypool. Primus is Les Claypool. And I was... I still am a Primus fan, but when I was in college, I was obsessed with Primus. Mm -hmm. And I was dating a girl who lived in Sacramento. Her family is from Carmichael, California. And... um, Sacramento, my hometown. And uh, I found out that Primus was opening for Rush at the Arco Arena. That's right. The then Arco Arena. I don't know what it's called now. Now it was called Power Balance. I guess now it's called the Sleep Train Arena. No. So the sad. Sleep Train Arena. So sad. The Sleep Number Arena. So sad. I hate that that's happening. Well, that's basically all stadiums and arenas yeah, now are corporate. Of, yeah. But... uh I guess Arco Arena. I was about is. to say Arco, <laughs> which is not to say that Arco wasn't. But uh, yeah, I guess it Arco was called Arco for you know a decades. long time. Yeah, now they're going to call it something different every year. I saw that Primus was opening for Rush at Arco Arena, and I, the only Rush song I knew was like Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, they do that. It's really kind of the only one I know. I'm actually not a big Rush fan, and I went and saw Primus. They were awesome. And uh, and we stuck around and we watched Rush and I was fucking blown. They're and you saw them last night. They're a fucking great live band. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I uh, I do really want to. I've been wanting to see them live for a while. Yeah, they did not disappoint. Yeah, no, but I really want to go to a Rush show. Yeah. That was like not the nest. It was a good little introduction to them, but I would like to go to a proper Rush. It's a good show, even if you're not a Rush fan. It's like that's what I've heard. And I'm not an Uber fan. Like I don't own like a shitload of Rush albums. Yeah, you know I have my favorite songs by them, and that's pretty much all I can listen to. Yeah. Um, But I will go see them live anytime. In fact, the last time I saw them was at the Nokia, which is where the ceremony was. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where the ceremony was. And, uh, yeah, they were amazing. They were badass. And They then, did, like, a really long show, like a three-hour show with an intermission. See, but, oh, man, at some point, do you want to hear, like, some melody? <laughs> that was actually yeah. Jan Wenner. <laughs> Jan Wenner was, said something very funny. It was like, because we, well, we were there for the whole day of rehearsals grabbing interviews for the tower doc and then and then at the end of the day uh they were going to rehearse russ rush was going to rehearse and then they were going to do like the super jam and so 
Dave Grohl uh-huh. and Taylor from the Foos, along with a buddy of theirs who I think was like one of the sound engineers at Sound City. Dave told me, they're like, yeah, we're going to do the first six minutes of the overture. What did the other guy play? Uh, bass. Was and, It wasn't Alan Johannes, was it? No, 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 no. Um, and they... Do you, did you hear about this? Do you, do you already know about this? No. They, they dressed in kimonos. Oh, you kimonos texted me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so they do like six minutes of, you know, the first six minutes of... Uh, 2112. 2112. And then Rush comes out and then they sort of perform. Anyways, they like... Jeez. were insane like yeah. they didn't rehearse they just started playing mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. and everyone was like holy shit this is awesome how many people were there at the rehearsals not a lot not a lot <sighs> like excluding like crew members that are working yeah I don't know probably maybe 40 people <laughs> Jesus Christ uh and I like oh, yeah, I wait, and it. they were wearing kimonos for the rehearsal for the yeah, it was a dress rehearsal. Oh, okay, dress, dress rehearsal. rehearsal. Yeah. And I go to Jan Wenner, and I go, dude, that was awesome. He goes, actually, that was really good. He goes, but I do prefer a little melody. <laughs> it's probably about a it's about a, about as much rush as I can handle. Oh, that's which, amazing. Which was funny. Um, but yeah, they were they were awesome. They were they were, were they great. inducted or were they? They just were performing? inducted. <laughs> and dude, no joke. Last night there were easily, I mean, there were so many Rush fans there that they easily outnumbered other people. Who else was inducted? Twenty to one. Um, Randy Newman. Yeah. Uh, Public Enemy. Nice. Which was awesome. Donna Summer. <laughs> nice. Uh, who else? Lou Adler. Um. Quincy Jones. Wow. Just and now? I'm missing yeah. somebody else. I don't know. I'm, I've been sort of burning the candles at both ends for the yeah. past like, two days. I can't remember who else. The blues guy. Fuck. Who's the blues guy with the flying V guitar? Buddy guy? No, not buddy guy. Shit. This, oh, I'm embarrassed. I don't know. I can't remember. Fuck it. That's right. It was uh, blind fucking Johnny. <laughs> Blind fuck, fuck it, it Jones. Fuck it Jones. Blind fuck it fuck Jones. Fuck it Jones and his flying V Gibson. Um, yeah, Quincy Jones had had not been inducted before. That seems odd to me. That was very odd. Very odd indeed. Um, but yeah, rock and show. I mean, not the Randy, uh, Randy Newman Newman. part. Short did I people. call him Randy Johnson earlier? Did no, I you not? called him Randy Newman. I did? Okay. Yeah. I got paranoid. <laughs> I said Randy Johnson. Someone needs a nap. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was a long show, though. And we'll be seeing uh, Primus next month. Yeah, got to make that happen. Three D. What What are those dates again? What's I don't that? remember. I gotta get that. T- I gotta put that in the fucking calendar. I'll let you know. But I'm um, excited, dude. That's badass. That's a intermission. Primus three D. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is like, uh, I was such a Primus fan growing up. And I knew that Rush was such an influence on them. Yeah. And really such an influence on so many musicians that I really like. That it was always just one of those scenarios where I was just waiting for the proper introduction. And I like I don't have a big brother, so I don't have anyone yeah, yeah, like yeah. slipping me records or anything yeah. like that. Um 
And so I think I, I think last night was my was my intro. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty pretty badass. And that documentary, have you seen the Rush documentary? I haven't. I heard it's amazing. It's good. It's really good. I love music documentaries. I'm such a sucker for music documentaries. You know which one I just saw, uh, saw and then we, we can end this, but was the Morphine documentary. What? Cure. There's a Morphine documentary? Yep. It's called Cure for Pain, the Mark Sandman story. Mm. Fucking great. Whoa. It's mostly about him, Mark Sandman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singer from Morphine, a band that was a three-piece saxophone, drums, and Mark Sandman, who played a two-string slide bass. Yeah. Fucking amazing. I love them so much. And, um, yeah, it's really about him. And uh, Josh Homme is in it. Oh, really? Because apparently Mark Sandman died during a concert, like on stage while they were playing in Italy. Had a heart attack on stage and just fell over dead. Jesus. And it was in this small town that's like you land in Rome or wherever, and then you drive for like two or three hours Mm -hmm. into this mountain town on a, like a one lane road. So Mm -hmm. it's really tough to get to. So they can't get you to a hospital. Josh went Queens. It was like a, it's like a music festival. So they played one night and then Mark Salmon died on stage Mm-hmm. It was just a really fucked up scene there. Then Queens of the Stone Age came in the next day to play. Oh, wow. And he was like, we just got there, and it was just this fucked up mood. And Josh says there was, basically the casket was in the hotel lobby. Whoa. Waiting to get him out of there. It's fucking really crazy. Whoa. Yeah, I had no idea that Queens of the Stone Age had played that same festival with them. Is this uh, is this on the, the Netflix? Could I get it on the Netflix? I don't know if it's on Netflix. It's on iTunes. It's on iTunes? Yep. Oh, I'll rent it. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Cure for Pain. Cure for Pain. Pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I'm such a sucker for the music docs, man. I'm such a sucker. I'm fucking making one. Yeah. Colin hates. Keep an eye out for Colin's documentary. This Tower Record documentary. It should come out in like the next decade. <laughs> Is there is the Kickstarter still up and going for that? No, no, we closed the. I mean, you only have X amount of days. It's a timed out. So, yeah, it's a time thing, which sucks because I could still use the money. How about a benefit? No, oh, that'd be interesting. Do a little benefit. Let's get on that. Let's Turn do that. Project. Let's do it. Um. Yeah. All right. That's it. I think we went for. Uh, this was a good one. Hour, you, hour 23. You are listening to, what is the name of your podcast? Med Chat. No, it's called uh, U-H-H-H, because I go uh, a lot. <laughs> the very first episode of my podcast, this is a new incarnation because I stopped doing it for a long time because I didn't want to host it myself, like on the internet and pay yeah. for it. And then Feral Audio came along and scooped it up, but... The first the good the good people the good people at Feral yeah. you can go to feralaudio.com and there's a whole bunch of uh, great podcasts but uh, I was doing them by myself just because I had a lot of free time and I'd record in my apartment and it was I was like I just wanted just five ten minute podcasts just being an idiot my first podcast was three or four minutes of me trying to think of a name for the podcast and I was like. Um, all right. Uh, 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 oh, uh, I say uh a lot. It's going to be called uh. 
And now it's I fucking regret that. It's stupid. Uh, with Steve McGee, as I like to call you. A lot of people do. I like to call you that. And thank you, Colin Hanks. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we finally made this we happen. Fi- I'm so glad that we finally were able to um, pod this cast. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, I love you. Bye, Colin. <laughs> were you? Was that for me or for it's the for audience? The listeners. Was, I love you, I, too, though. No, it's okay. You don't have to... You don't have to tell me you love me. I love you. I'm not in love with you. No, you don't love me. You just love my doggy style. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, we just, uh, that's it. We finished the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully there'll be another one soon and you won't have to wait as many weeks as you have with me in the past. I appreciate your patience and, uh, Oh, look at that. I just found an e-cigarette on the, on the floor here. Um, again, you can donate to my podcast uh, on my page. Uh, you know, if you're going to um, feel like buying something on Amazon, click the link on my page. I get a kickback, uh, and it costs nothing more for you. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.